0: Welcome to Connect the Dots podcast, presented by Nine Dots and hosted by Jeffrey Klein. We share stories and explore their power to impact others. Our aim is to share some edutainment to give some useful nuggets that can be applied to your business while also entertaining you. Thank you for listening. Here is your host, Jeffrey. My guest today is Doug Chernak, the New York Times bestselling co-author of Awkward Family Photos. He is a professional screenwriter and producer who has created shows for E!, Fox Sports and the Golf Channel, and co-created the hit website AwkwardFamilyPhotos.com, which has spawned multiple books like Awkward Family Pet Photos, Awkward Family Holiday Photos, as well as a traveling museum and a calendar series, and at one stage there was even discussion about a potential Awkward Family-themed restaurant chain. Doug lives in Santa Monica, California with his family, and he looks forward to sharing his books with his children so they can understand why their dad is so awkward. Please welcome Doug Chernak.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Quite an introduction. You. Uh, well, you know, as a father as well,
0: we're you know, anything we could do to help explain to our children why we're awkward is, is a helpful.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Uh, so I got nine questions, and then I'm going to ask you to tell a story, and we like to start at the beginning. So where were you born, and what did your parents do for a living?
1: Yes, I was born in New York City, and my mother was a school teacher and my father is a doctor.
0: What kind of doctor, just out of curiosity?
1: He is an allergist and teaches pediatrics at a, at a hospital in New York.
0: Very cool. I have an uncle who, who was an allergist in New York for many, many years. Oh, so who was a great storyteller when you were growing up and kind of what made them great? Was it one of your parents or was it, you know, a family friend? You know, who, who do you remember as being like, oh, they tell great stories?
1: For me, it was always um, stand-up comics. We, we would go on road trips or we'd go on family vacations or just even at home. And I had cassettes of all of these comics. I had an older brother who would give me his cassettes. And so I would just listen to these tapes of of probably very inappropriate um, comedians uh, for my age, but I just was fascinated by the storytelling. I mean, it was George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Jackie Mason, Steve Martin. Uh, I I just listened to hours and hours of cassette tapes of these hilarious stories of of families that um, didn't sound exactly like mine, but but there was enough of a familiar familiar uh, characters that, that it felt relatable to me. It, it, was, it was pretty much all I did when I was a kid.
0: And what what do you think made them particularly good at telling stories?
1: Well, I mean their gift is obviously, besides being hilarious, is they can create a relatable scenario, I think, in, in, in the most uh, extreme situations. Um, I mean, they're obviously geniuses but they also bring their genius down so you know, people like myself can understand at, at our own level, whether you're 10 years old, 20 years old, whether, whatever you're going through um, it's, it's hilarious on so many different levels.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree that comedians, the good, the, the best ones are amazing storytellers. I, I loved all those, those guys, um, growing up. I'm now obsessed with Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Again, a great storyteller in the way that he delivers comedy. Uh, and ve- as you said, very relatable. So do you think being relatable is, you know, the most important element? What else do you think is important in terms of being able to tell a good story?
1: I mean look humor always always draws people in it, it it disarms people whoever you are if you are if you are funny it always just makes you seem more approachable and and yes relatability i mean those two to me have always been um, the keys to storytelling and i think the best storytellers have those two um, in abundance.
0: Now you obviously have humor worked very well for you in, 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 the awkward family photo, uh, arena that you, you created. Uh, but you also, you know, I understand that you're kind of the business part of the, of the business, uh, you know, business mind of, of you and your partner. Um, and I wanted to know in terms of selling, whether it's, you know, pitching the book or even, you know, people to kind of sponsor or be involved with it. How much do you think the story, uh, is important in terms of compelling people in a business context
1: well i mean mike and i my partner mike and i we share the creative and the business um responsibilities i mean it's a a small small group here but um I mean, to us, it's always been the stories. Are you talking about the story of the actual uh, creation of awkward family photos, or the stories of the the photos themselves? I mean, I guess in terms of promoting the business part
0: of what you do, how important has it been to com- to con- uh, convey your story of why this is good, why this is funny? You know, in terms of getting people on board with
1: your brand. Sure. I, I look. I think it's 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 really important, and and the reason why is everything we do. We try to have Authenticity—that's um, another huge piece of of storytelling, and 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 really just—I I don't know how you live your day-to-day life, but authenticity for us is is everything. I mean, these photos are real people; they're real families; they're they're real moments in time that they're sharing with us, and so we feel like we have this responsibility to to create this community and 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 be very protective of it. So. Um, I think whenever we're doing a, a book or, or or a calendar or whatever, or we have a traveling museum exhibition, we want to make sure that 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 authenticity um, is is reflective in, in everything we do. We don't want to feel like we're exploiting these families at all, because the idea is is these are these are all part of our family, part of our extended family. So we um, it's very very important the authenticity the. The, the humor, the tone, um, that's that's really, really essential to us.
0: And do you think that being a, uh, good at telling stories is something that is a skill that can be developed as opposed to you either have it or you don't have it?
1: I mean, look, anything could probably be improved and developed. But if, if you're talking about like the stand-up comics we were talking in the beginning, I mean, those people are on such a different level, so I'm sure they're they're born with inherent talent, and then they've just worked endlessly to improve it. So you can always improve, but I, I think as you could work the hardest, uh, you, you 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 could work every day for 24 hours a day, and you could still never achieve the level that that the best um, are, already
0: have. So you can always be better, but you can never necessarily, if you if you have lack certain skills in that arena, you, no matter how much you work, you're never going to be the top of.
1: Comedy or storytelling or things of that nature, well, it's like anything right like you 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 only can do the best that you're uh, uh to your ability I mean, we're all not we're all not uh Derek Jeter on board yeah. I was gonna say
0: you know I always talk about you know you need to have you know the goal in life is to find something you're good at that you love and that will pay you well um, because if you find something that you love and pays really well but you're not good at it well then it's a dream and you know me being an NBA basketball player is clearly I'm um, lacking certain skills um,
1: you know you don't know that <laughs>
0: uh, well, I play basketball with you Doug so I, I remember uh, I have a few skills but but uh not not quite enough to. I'm, I'm putting all my my, my uh, focus on my son to see to be. Uh, my daughters have already given up basketball, and they're going to be softball or volleyball. But my son still loves basketball like I do. So we'll hope, there's hope for him. All right, there you go. Uh, can you name a brand that you think is really effective at telling stories, and why do you think you know what makes them effective?
1: I mean, there's definitely a lot of brands out there that are. Uh, really good storytellers and and the, the good storytellers are the ones that I feel like you think about um, not just as a consumer, you sort of just think about uh, as as part of your daily life, as part of your daily existence. I mean, I, just even this morning, I was listening on the radio and and, and a company um, uh, ring, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's such a, a cool technology, but more than just the, the technology and it's, it's the, the the voice of the owner and the founder, and and he is the spokesperson on the commercial and, and why he created it and how he created it and he he was on Shark Tank and he failed and and just I mean, that on a on a human level connects you to the story of why this product is in existence and, and not that the product hasn't already exploded. And I think Amazon just bought it. Right. So did, um, know. but and for those listeners
0: who don't know ring, it's the video doorbell. Um, do you have one? I have one. My brother got one
1: early. I think
0: he was part of a Kickstarter campaign originally.
1: That's, um, that's what's so great about Kickstarter too, be Kickstarter is really, you're creating a story for your product. So you have, definitely. you have to think that through. Um, but I mean, there's like, Ring is a great example and and this is, you know, this is certainly not breaking any new ground here, but Apple is a great example as well because like Ring, the technology and the products are amazing, but what they do is, is they connect you on a human level. Like I remember I used to be a, a Blackberry user
0: and I know. you and my brother would get along. My older <laughs> brother is the only holdout for Apple products of my entire family.
1: Well, Apple was intimidating to me because it just seemed like this closed ecosystem of of, of gadgets that if you weren't all in, you just you, you'd miss the boat. So I was always very intimidated by it. And then they had a commercial around the holiday time, and it was, I forget the specifics, but it was really a family. Was getting together, and there was a kid who was sort of—you felt like he was—he uh, was upset about something, or he was disconnected from the family. And what he was actually doing was he was filming all these family moments on his—I forget if it was his iPhone or, or his iPad. Right? Or his, But it was, and and then it connects at the end that the whole family comes together to watch these moments, and the message being like, "Yes, we're this incredibly." You know, forward-thinking new technology. But at the end of the day, we're connecting families and we're bringing these moments together. And that, to me, was like, oh, wait a minute—that that's relatable to me. Um, and I started exploring, you know, the new Apple products. And and now I'm 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 all in. All in. I love it. I'm a big Apple guy. Yeah, and it's not that scary once <laughs> <when> you're in.
0: <laughs> no, it's quite fun. In fact. Um you know, because I think, you know, innovation and fun is definitely something apart, you know, making these products, you know, easy to use and, and able to create stuff is for those who, of us who aren't natural creators has been amazing.
1: Well, that's interesting. So like innovation and and, 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 and new ideas and all, it, it's amazing. And, and look, some of these just pop on their own, just through complete word of mouth and, and just being so groundbreaking, but others, are intimidating, and, and so they need that that human connection um, to to level, you know, to to make it not as intimidating for someone like myself, who might be a little hesitant to, to jump in, so. Um, and so I would agree, would you agree, you know,
0: making it, you know, that human element, you know, giving emotion to these stories that they tell is the way that they connect
1: to people? For me, that's everything, I mean, I, I you know, that's how I connect to, to products. That's how I connect to, um, you know, that's, I mean, bring it back to, to our little thing. That's how I connect to the photos that really, that really jump out. And the, like, it's the stories you see inside the photos, the, the emotions on the faces. I mean, some of them are very obvious and some of them are, are more subtle, but yes, that's how that's that's it for me, for
0: sure. Fantastic. It sounds like you and I think a lot alike in terms of the power of story, and that's kind of why I'm doing this podcast, to hear different perspectives of, you know, that why people think stories matter so much, especially, you know, in, in brands and con- in consumers, you know, and in B2B, it's important to basically convey the emotional connection to get people to be engaged, um, and that's kind of, you know, what we're trying to do. So, Doug, at this point, what I'd love to do is ask you to just kind of tell us a story. I and I think uh, the story of Awkward Family Photos is a great one. I think you're going to share uh, about how you sort of connected the dots and how this came to
1: be. It, it's, a, yeah, it's a very random story. Um, so my partner, Mike, and I, we went to high school together. We we worked together. We were writing partners together. And we were at lunch one day. This is almost 10 years ago. And he had just come back from a trip to his parents' house. And he was telling me about this very awkward photo that was hanging up on his parents' wall. It was a, a ski vacation photo where the, his he and his parents and his brother were doing the Rockettes pose at the top of the mountain, which I'm not much of a skier, but apparently it's it's kind of a tradition. And it's, it's always a painful tradition for the kids, but I, I guess uh, it's a big moment. So he was looking at the picture and just like, oh, why? why did they hang this moment up? I mean, my brother and I were fighting, I think, during the photo. It was, just a, it was just a bad memory. And I, he said it to me, and I just said, oh, I've got tons of photos like that around my house as well. Just moments where we were all miserable, but yet my parents wanted to memorialize these. And so we just thought at that moment, if I have these photos, you have these photos, maybe other people do as well. So we thought it would be a fun little side project to create this community of family moments that everybody can relate to. I mean, we all love our families, but there are plenty of times that we wish we weren't all together at the same place potentially. So that was really the, the, the moment where the idea came together. And so we went back, we put up a very simple basic WordPress uh, website. It's it's actually not, not, it looks pretty much like it, like it did 10 years ago today. Um, and we just sent it out to friends and family, hoping people would submit photos and, and kind of have this as a fun side project while we were doing our, our regular jobs. And one of the friends we sent it out to worked at a very small radio station in Rhode Island. And he saw the initial, it was 10 photos when we started. It was my photos, it was Mike's photos, and it was a couple of, uh, of, of friends and family. And he said, oh, this is a funny idea. I'm going to put it on my radio station website. And we were like, okay, thanks, you know, whatever that means, really appreciate it, great. So he puts it on the radio station website, The next morning I get up, and prior to that, we'd had like six hits the first day, uh, eight hits the second day, and those eight hits were probably like Mike, myself, my parents, and, you know, <laughs> and I, I just log on, and I see 2.3 million people on the site, and I was like, wait a minute, something Yeah, something's going on, like, this has got to be a mistake, like, Google's messing up, and then I went into our inbox, and we had, like, press requests from around the world, we had submissions from around the world, we had, um, we just had, you know, flooded of, of, of emails, and we were like, what is going on? And what had happened was, this one little radio station in Rhode Island Um, was part of the Clear Channel Radio Station Network. And so Clear Channel that morning had decided to make our website their comedy link of the the day. So DJs on Clear Channel stations across the country were talking about this new site, awkwardfamilyphotos.com. And amazingly, people were hearing this, whether they were in their cars or whether they were at home on the radio and actually going home or going to their computer and logging on. And finding our, our our little website with ten photos, so um, it was absolutely um, surreal. And, but it was it was radio DJs across the country that that launched uh, that launched our
0: site. So radio was even you know, even ten years ago. Radio killed it for you uh, in a, in a good way. Um, and I guess you unexpected. So this is you know basically goes viral, and now you're like, holy cow, what do we do with this?
1: It was one of those moments where we were just like, exactly, what do we do? We're not digital people, (laughs) we're not, um, this was was a side project, so we, um, the site was crashing every two days, I mean, every two hours, even just like, we were on the phone with GoDaddy at all hours, trying to get them to help us figure it out, because we were on this like shared server, we didn't know anything about what a dedicated server meant, Um, and we were getting book proposal requests and we were just like, we don't even know how to put together a book of of photos. So it was, um, it was a a crazy six months, um, to a year because we also, and how did you,
0: you know, how did you get from, you know, unexpected virality of, of your project to feeling like, okay, you know, we understand how to do this. And we we understand how to you know
1: make this something beyond what it started at. Well, I still don't know if we fully, <laughs> but um no, I think what it what had happened was is that it was just so amazing what what was happening in terms of just like seeing the, these these photos like thousands and thousands and thousands of photos coming in I mean, we've received over two hundred and fifty thousand photos since we started. And just seeing, you know, that this, this, this little idea that we had had caught on and the content that was coming, I mean, we're content people ultimately, Mike and I So just the content that was coming in, the stories that we're hearing, we're like, this is, this is incredible. And, and from, from someone, you know, from our perspective, that's always looking for, for stories and, 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 and ways to, you know, ways to get out comedy and relatable moments. We were just like, this, this feels like everything that we've, we've always been trying to do. So Um, we have to figure out a way to stabilize the site and, and, and figure out how to put a book together and, and, and slowly, um, that's, that's what happened. I mean, we, we just, we, we were, it was, like I said, it was a crazy time. We were writing a movie. Um, so we had to continuously go in and stall at the studio and they're like, what's going on? And we're like, Oh, uh going great and uh we'll have it we'll have everything for you you know only two weeks later four weeks. Later. Right. but um, we managed to, to get everything done and you know not burn any bridges and then um we also um yeah like like you know you know how it is online everything moves so fast so we 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 try to get up to speed as much as we could and figure out how to keep the site flow you know on, on a dedicated server and, and and start to monetize it a little bit with um with advertisers we had brand partners that came in and wanted to wanted to work with us um, so we, we we had to figure out how that all works and then and then publish a book and and we had we were very lucky we had an amazing editor at random house who totally saw the vision of it and got it and so that. That made it easy, uh, or made it easier, I should say, just in terms of you know compiling a book of images of other people's family photos is it's a little bit you know. I mean, with <laughs> as many
0: submissions as you had, I mean, the, the editing process of which ones to include and not, whether on the site or the book, seems a fairly daunting task.
1: Yes, that first book, putting together like what the template would be, like how to categorize them, and how, I, I know it's I know when you look at it, you're like. Oh, it's a coffee table book and it's it's a lot of photos. And, and yes, it is all that. And, and it's definitely not, uh, you know, a war and peace. But it, it did take a lot of thought and how to organize it, how to keep it uh, sort of, uh, you know, in, in line with expectations of the site, yet also create a differential from going to the site every day. So there was some, some thought involved. Well, it's funny. One of the things, you know, as amazing as these photos are, and they're
0: fantastic, you know, what I think you guys have done a particularly good job at, at is, and maybe because you guys are writers, is the captions, you know, give it an extra layer of humor. Um, that I think is amazing. How much time do you spend in deciding what you're going to say about a given image?
1: Well, tone has always been really important. You know, when we started the site was very, and this is going back again, nine, 10 years ago, what was very popular, not I shouldn't even say popular, but what a lot of sites were doing was just like searching the web and just pulling people's images off their, their Facebook pages or whatever. And, and then not crediting people. And we were just like, we don't want to do that. Like we're, we want to create this authentic community, um, where people feel comfortable sharing and being a part of. So, um, it's, it, it's very important to us that, that the tone of anything that's written um, – and by the way, most of the captions now are, are really the stories from the families themselves because it, it just makes it more of a timeless quality as opposed to something that's you know, funny if, um, at first. But there's just something more impactful, I think, if it's coming from the, from the family itself because oftentimes also is what is actually going on in this photo – So it's nice to hear like what mom's perspective is or what dad's perspective was. So, um, it's but yes, tone uh, in, in all the in all the editorial is, is really really important to us.
0: In terms of you know authenticity, being which I think again I agree is a theme in terms of telling a story now and, and the way that consumers are, you know, the BS radar so high. Have you had any incidents where you're like, this is not re-, like this is someone trying to create an awkward family
1: photo as opposed to it actually being one? We we do get those. I mean, when we, when we first started out. Our sensors probably weren't as as high as they are now um, because people are definitely trying to get on uh, trying to get on the site at some point. But we've gotten I mean, I wouldn't say we're, we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we've gotten pretty good at telling what's real and what's not. And part of it's based on, you know, obviously if the photo was taken 20 years ago. That's an easy one. But also you can tell on the more recent photos, the stories that the people are submitting. Um, you can usually tell between the photo and the story if if it's authentic or if it's, um, or it's contrived. And
0: have you had any issues legal or otherwise with people who weren't happy that they were being included? You know, family members like, I don't want my photo up there because they're not seen in the best light, perhaps.
1: No, the only things we we, we have that, which has been kind of fascinating to watch, is you you almost can see the family dynamic at play sometimes, because what does happen every now and then is, let's say the sister submits the photo and we'll post it. And then the photos of maybe the sister fighting with the brother and then we'll get an email from the brother being like, I am not thrilled about this photo being up there um by you know can you take it down so and and you know we're not looking to create any family friction so of course we we take it down but we have definitely um probably uh brought some uncomfortable conversations to light (laughs) among family members um we brought some families together i think um because uh there's been some photos where People have reconnected over those moments, um, and it, like, like there was a specific example. I'm trying to remember this—the the actual story. I think it was 25 years ago. This photo was taken, and the and the brother had 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 a falling out with, I believe it was his mom, and he posted it, and the mom reached out. That's cool, and, and said, "Yeah, it was it was it was it was amazing." Yeah, that shared history comes back and, and can connect people. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I, you know, I, you, oh,
0: go, go ahead, sir. No, no, no. I, I was going to ask. I couldn't help but wonder, like, do you have a favorite one? Like, is the first, is, there, is there one that just, I mean, there's so many good ones. And it's, for me, I, looking through the book and looking through the site, um, is there one you're like, this is the quintessential, you know, awkward family photo with matching clothes and, you know, that sort of, or, you know, the child that's peed in the photo or things
1: like that. Uh, I love children peeing in photos. Yeah, those are always always good. <laughs> no, no. Um, the uh, the there's a couple. I mean, I've got two young kids, so there's a photo called "Day at the Beach," um, and it's of of a couple swinging their young kids on the on the beach for that perfect shot of look how happy we are we're we're, we're we're so happy when everything is so perfect we're actually swinging the kids on the beach and what had happened is is mom during the swinging of the of her young son uh their grip had broken so the son is like flying midair and the the look of horror on mom's face i, I mean it's it's just everything is yeah everything is captured in that one moment. So I, I love that just because again being in a uh, family trying to create those 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 moments of perfection when, and of course everything goes awry. It's very re- relatable to me. But there's another photo. It's a little bit more subtle, and it's a it's a it's a holiday photo, and it's um, mom and her three daughters are all dressed perfectly in matching pajamas in front of the Christmas tree, and it's it's just. You know, it looks like uh, it could be a greeting card. It's just, it's just perfection. And then next to mom is dad, who is wearing no shirt. <laughs> he, his hair is everywhere. He looks completely clueless, like he just wandered into the photo. Um, that one always strikes uh, a chord with me because I feel like that in my family. I always feel like I'm ten steps behind my my wife and kids. I'm clueless about everything. So. That one to me always uh, juxtaposition a- of those things is definitely part of where the humor
0: comes from because uh, I think yeah, there's there's a lot.
1: always yeah, exactly there's always something a little bit off about these photos, but the truth is there's something off. Um, pretty much every day in our lives. So that's what these photos are showing. Yeah, you know, it's interesting
0: because I think, you know, with social media, a lot of uh, arguments against is, about, is that we always show, you know, we're you know, we trying to promote ourselves as having this perfect life and you only really capture, you know, the best of yourself on social media. And so you don't get the real story of what what's really, you know, the good and the bad. And one of the things I think that Awkward Family Photos does is it, it shines a light on, on the full spectrum of uh, family
1: dynamics that that we we experience. No, that that that's exactly right. I mean, we we we're, we're trying to say that life isn't perfect, but we should embrace those moments of imperfection. You know, we we should laugh about them. We should, we've all got them. So let's, let's share them and, and, and have a great laugh. That's awesome.
0: It, what's next for Awkward Family Photos? So, you know, I know you have a traveling arctic. a bit. I'm trying to find a way to get it to Philadelphia. Um, did anything ever happen with the, the restaurant theme idea? And and is there another book coming out? What can we look forward to?
1: Yeah, we, we actually, um, the, the restaurant is, um, it's, it, it's, it's building. Um, we, we, we're, we just partnered with um, a chef, a celebrity chef, who comes from a huge family, and um, it, it's he's got the it's the perfect the perfect chef for, for the awkward family restaurant. So that's um, we're we're working we're working on that. Uh, yeah, and the museum exhibition is touring the country. It's it's expanding. Um, we're, we're 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 booked through 2020. We, we're going through Canada now. Um, so, um, and, and every day we're, you know, we're uploading new photos to the site. So it's, um, there's new content there every day.
0: Amazing. Well, I, I'm enjoying it and enjoying sharing with people and, and is the best place to find you just awkwardfamilyphotos.com to find the content. Um, I know you have awkward family photos on Instagram and, and Twitter as well. Um, but I assume the site is still, you know, ground zero
1: for, for finding the content. Yeah, the site, um, we've got a, a, a Facebook Uh, page, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, they're all good. Um, Those got everything from, from when we started. So you can really, you can really lose yourself in, and uncomfortable family photos uh, on the site.
0: Well, I just said to someone today, I was, I was saying, you know, if if you ever need a laugh, this is a good place to just go. And and if you're not having a good day, I found myself going to the site and, and just spending a few minutes and it, it, it puts a smile on your face, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or if you ever feel like, ah, oh, what's going on with my family? Then you can always go to our site and be like, you know what? I'm not alone. Everyone's family's a little bit off yes (laughs) awkward
0: well doug this has been great i really appreciate you sharing your thoughts on story and sharing the story of awkward family photos and it's been great and and we 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 loved hearing and i'm I'm, I'm hoping you know people go check out the site because if you haven't seen the site it's it's a must it's something people definitely need to go and do so thank you and thank you so much for helping us connect the dots thank you so much jeffrey Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it of value. I would super appreciate if you would subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It would be amazing if you could leave a review, comment, and share. Share and show you care. Check out Nine Dots Podcast for more great episodes. Remember, story matters. Thanks again for helping me connect the dots.